Welcome to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. It's Friday, August 21st. And last night, Joe Biden officially accepted the Democratic nomination for president. If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. I'll be an ally of the light, not the darkness. It's a historic moment, but not because of Joe Biden, but because of who he's sharing the ticket with. Senator Kamala Davy Harris. My mother instilled in my sister Maya and me the values that would chart the course of our lives. She raised us to be proud, strong black women. And she raised us to know and be proud of our Indian heritage. And today we're bringing you a special deep dive into America's understanding about our identity. Although it often centers on black or white, Harris's nomination could help change that. Going beyond the American identity of black or white is today's one big thing. I think this moment is so historic because of the many firsts that she would embody. First woman, first black person, first daughter of two immigrants, first Indian American, first Caribbean American. Courtney Brown is an Axios reporter, and she and I together wrote a story about Kamala Harris because this is the first time we're seeing a candidate at this level who reflects the layered identities and nuances of the country's population. You and I look through a bunch of interviews that she's done. I'm black. Yes. And I'm proud of being black. Absolutely. And I was born black. I will die black. And it was just interesting to see that she identifies as a black woman. But, you know, she's also said, like, I'm also American, and that is the label that she prefers. And that doesn't necessarily put her Indian heritage to the back seat. I am not unique. There are a lot of people like me. What we know is that this is actually who we are yes. and, 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 and what we are. This is what the country is becoming. It's far more layered. It's far more complicated. People's identities are just far more intricate than that. Well, and you and I have a lot in common in the way that we were raised. Even though if people looked at me, they would think she's Indian. My family is also from the Caribbean. My parents are from Trinidad. I am second generation American. You and I actually have a lot more in common culturally, although people wouldn't know that by looking at us. When I saw how her identity was being talked about, it very much reminded me of how people talk about me. They see me and they just see someone who has brown skin and they identify me as a black woman. But my dad is an immigrant from Jamaica. My mom's parents are immigrants from Jamaica. I'm a Caribbean American. And that's not something that you necessarily may know by just looking at me. I do identify as a Black woman. It's just more complicated than that. And I want that to be appreciated. And I, I think I'm not alone in that. Courtney Brown is an Axios reporter. We'll be back in 15 seconds with how the way the census is taken actually affects how we think about race. I've heard some Indian Americans say, why is she so quick to embrace her Black identity, but not her Indian identity? Welcome back to Axios Today. Karthik Ramakrishnan is a political scientist at UC Riverside, and he directs AAPI Data, 
AAPI means Asian American Pacific Islanders, by the way. He says many Americans with layered identities often embrace their Black identity. And much of that comes from our history and how we viewed race in this country, such as the so-called one-drop rule that dates back to slavery. So if you had a parent who was a slave, even if the other parent was free, you would still be considered a slave and would be denied basic rights. That practice continued through Jim Crow. This was even reflected in our census. The Census Bureau collected very detailed information and would assign people a race based on what fraction of Black they thought they were. If you were one-half Black, one-quarter Black, one-eighth Black, and they had terms like mulatto, quadroon, and octroon to signify that. This has had a powerful effect on the American consciousness, even to this day. We don't have slavery, we don't have Jim Crow segregation. The one-drop rule has powerfully shaped the expectations not only of white people, but Black people themselves. Like Kamala Harris, like Courtney, like me, Karthik points out that many people, regardless of what race they identify with, hold a number of layered identities that can change with context. I think for all of us, including those who are monoracial, there's a complexity to our identity that is often not talked about. So I'll give you an example in my case, right? I identify as Tamil, which is the language I speak, and it's an ethnic group, it's a linguistic group in India. I also self-identify as Indian American. I also self-identify as South Asian American. I also self-identify as Asian American. I also self-identify as a person of color. How I identify myself at any point in time depends on the context. And he's not alone. As a country, we're evolving in not just how we view ourselves, but what the demographic data actually shows. Karthik Ramakrishnan is a political scientist at UC Riverside. So here's what this looks like by the numbers. Back in 1890, the number of immigrants in the country peaked at 15%. But that number steadily declined until immigration laws changed in 1965. And now we're almost back to that peak. We're the largest nation of immigrants on Earth. Immigration has really shaped our country's demography. Without immigration, the country would still largely be a white, black country. Mark Lopez is the director of global migration and demography research at the Pew Research Center. He's seen the share of people who say they're mixed race or multiracial rise since 2000, when the census let people fill in more than one race. Right now, that's around 4% of the population. More Americans are saying, I am both white and black. But there are others like black Asian, black Native American. I wonder, as a demographer, what you think about Kamala Harris being a Black woman, but then also talks about her ancestry of having an Indian mother. She's reflecting, in many ways, the changing demographics of our country. One of a growing share of Americans who intermarry, intermarry racially or intermarry ethically, but also she's reflecting the growing population of the foreign-born in the United States and their U.S.-born children. I wonder if we could talk about another part of Kamala Harris's family, which is the fact that her father is Jamaican-born and the Caribbean element of that. One of the interesting stories of the last 20 years is the rise of the Black foreign-born population in the U.S. Jamaicans, or people who were born in Jamaica or trace their roots to Jamaica, are actually the largest group among Black immigrants in the United States today. What does the future look like in terms of our population? One of the things that's interesting is the rise of Black immigrants in the United States, a growing number and a growing share. So when you think about the nation's population today, 
the growing diversity of our country has largely come from the arrival of new immigrants and their U.S.-born children who continue to shape the demography of the country into the future. Mark Lopez is the director of Global Migration and Demography Research at Pew Research Center. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. What we're watching for next is whether this historic nomination will spark a new conversation around race, ethnicity, and identity that reflect the nuance of America. That's it for us today. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. Special thanks to Courtney Brown for her help with today's episode. Thanks also to Axios co-founder, Mike Allen. This episode was produced by Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Carol Alderman, and Kara Schillen. Sarah Kehilani-Gu is our executive editor. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Leetal Malad and Jacob Weisberg. You can write to us at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter at Nyla Thanks for listening. Stay safe and have a great weekend.